1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, I think you know. (laughs) Forget about me. Forget about you. (laughs) Woo. The man, the myth, the legend, world famous, the man who knows all things draft, all
2: things. I'm hyping it up right now for you. Yeah. Blake Ward. Taylor, how you doing? I'm doing, man. I'll never forget about Nate, though. Nate's a man.
3: No, Taylor Blake Ward is the man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Did you uh, Are you recovered now? Or are we no, still? no, no. That's going to take some time. Um, <laughs> got recaps, got to get guys signed. It's a big one. Nice. Talking to agents, saying, uh, hey, what's the dollar figure? <laughs> it is.
1: It, it is that time. Um, again, throw it all out there, the world famous Taylor Blake Ward. Where can we find you? The book, of course, uh, all, all that fun stuff.
2: Um, yeah, you know, uh, you can find my work at homeplayview.com. You can find me on Twitter at Taylor Blake Ward. Um, got a book out search of millionaires life of baseball gypsy available on Amazon, among other places. Um, got a few things going with angels win right now. Uh, Chuck Richter brought me on to do some things for him. So thanks Chuck. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, good to be on. You can find my podcasting stuff right here. Yep. Taylor Blake Ward. New official co-host,
1: Nate. I don't think i realize that. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Wouldn't we'll take it. How you doing, I'm Nate? good.
3: I'm good. Uh, excited to talk some more draft stuff.
1: Absolutely. Day four of our draft coverage. Uh, if you didn't get enough of it, you're going to get more of it today. Super excited to talk. Um, before we get going, subscribe wherever you are listening. Uh, go follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Timms. Nate on Twitter, Nate Green 34. And Taylor, say it again because we didn't hear it enough. Uh, at Taylor Blake Ward, you go go follow all of us there. Um, sweet. So I think everybody knows we have the draft that just ended. We have honestly one of the utmost authorities in the draft does years of research. Is that fair to say? Over, a, uh, yeah, I guess multiple, multiple. <laughs> you know what's you know what's going on. You know what's going on. So I mean, first question right off the bat: How'd you like what the Angels did? They didn't go uh, 19, twenty of twenty this year pitching wise, but how'd you like what they did?
2: Yeah, I I thought they did a fine job. I mean, I I think for almost everyone, I think you can say they did a fine job on paper. Um, But I like what they did in the first round with Zagneto. You know, a guy that you believe is going to be your shortstop of the future and finding a a true shortstop, uh, it's tough to find. There aren't a lot of guys, even right now in the major leagues, a lot of teams are still looking for an everyday shortstop, the Angels included. Um, So I I like that that's kind of the direction they went. Hopefully that is the scenario for them. Ben Joyce, how can he not? I mean, it's a unicorn, and uh, that's that is uh, huge, massive. Um, I, I've been talking about that for a long time. As I said, I hope the Angels go get Ben Joyce in the third. Even I don't think he was going to be available, but said it for a long time that that's where I wanted them to go. And then, you know, a lot of power bats that are very interesting, and and you only really need one to hit to kind of call it successful. And the arms that they took, I found were very interesting. I think a lot of relief. Uh, Upside mostly, but, um, you know, a lot of interest. Uh, The stuff is going to be electric from the pitchers, and the power is very real for all the hitters. So, uh, you know, on paper, I really like it.
1: Nate, so listening to Taylor, we weren't that far off.
3: We no, no, this is this sounds like what uh, you and I have been saying. Uh, thankfully, we were able to get some insight from Taylor, though, beforehand, which helped a little bit. But, um, yeah, pretty pretty similar to what we have been preaching to the choir so far.
1: Absolutely. So uh, you mentioned it right off the bat, Taylor. Zach Neto, Angels took him in the first round. Uh, 13th overall, am I right on that? I think it's 13th. Yes, 13th. It's been a, been a couple days. been a couple days. Um, 13th overall. Tell us about Zach Neto. It sounds like there's already a deal in place. Um, what do you know on that friend? Do you think it's underslot or do you think an over slot?
2: Um, around around slot is what it sounds like. Uh, nothing guaranteed, but it sounds like he is meeting with the Angels currently. Um, so I don't think it's going to be long before he is signed. Um, but yeah, an exciting kid, a lot of flair to his game um, and a pretty well-rounded game. I don't think he's going to be a guy that strikes out a lot. Um, so he, a lot of play coverage, um, some sneaky power in there, maybe some you know, 20 home run kind of outcome kind of guy. And, you know, a lot of it hinges on whether or not he can stay at shortstop. I think he has that opportunity. I think he's got the skill set and, you know, having an everyday shortstop is such a high value to have. So if this is the guy that can hit, you know, he can hit, he can hit for power. He, he's an aggressive base runner, may be able to steal some bases for you and play some premium defense. You know, that's, if he can be average across the board, I think he's a really exciting kind of, uh, prospect to bring into the organization.
1: This, this wouldn't change any offseason plans this offseason of the angels going out and getting a shortstop much needed shortstop, right?
2: Um, I mean, it could, I mean, it's not, you know, if you find a way to get a guy like, um, Xander Bogarts or, uh, Uh, Dansby Swanson and you have a five-year, six-year plan with them. Um, You know, there's nothing wrong with starting Zach Neto if if your plan is to have him be your infielder of the future over someone like Jeremiah Jackson. There's no issue having him over at third base or second base once Rendon's done at third. Um, You know, where David Fletcher goes is going to be a question. So there's no issue having a guy like this. That having up the middle talent is never a problem. Um, And you can move guys if if they hit their way there and if they play defense on their way there. Um, you can find a spot for them. So whether that be second, short, third, wherever it is, um, I don't think it really alters their plan. Um, but it could you know, it could assist in, in believing that you don't have to go into a 10-year deal a la Corey Seager or something like that.
1: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And you already mentioned it, Ben Joyce, uh, one of the most fun players in the draft, but probably the funnest player in the draft uh, when it comes down to it. Best fastball since – I've been saying it since Steven Strasburg. I uh, haven't seen a fastball like it. Uh, you called it, man. What are the thoughts on that?
2: <laughs> I am glad I called it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think he would be available at all for the Angels. I, I thought someone was going to take him in the second round and have him up uh, come September. Um, someone in the playoff race just, you know, you, you can't buy this kind of velocity and you can't find it in the trade market. You can't find it in free agency. So the fact that you were able to do it, this is, uh, you know, there are two other pitchers in, in baseball that challenge him. Uh, maybe three. You know, D- Dubon in, in uh, San Francisco is maybe the only one that's that's up there. But you know, this is a Jordan Hicks, Araldis Chapman kind of special velocity that that is very rare. We never see it, and, and it's something that you can never really have an opportunity to to get. And the fact that you know thirty teams passed over multiple times, uh, or some of them multiple times, is really impressive to me that the Angels were able to get someone of this quality and. You know, I'm a firm believer you don't take relievers early in the draft, but this is a one outlier, and it's like, wow. You know, you don't have guys that average 101 on the norm. And um, to be able to bring that into your organization, and, and you know, everyone knew once he hit pro ball that there's going to be questions about, you know, how are you going to develop an arm like this? There's a lot of questions as to is the breaking ball going to turn into something? Is he going to be a two-pitch guy, one-pitch guy? Or are you going to have to sit on that fastball nonstop? Uh The Angels sound like they have a pretty good plan with him. Um, I don't think, uh, you know, I said that he could be up next week based on purely just the velocity, and a lot of people took that out of context. But, um, you know, this is a guy that you – this could change your offseason plans. Uh, This is a reliever that could be there for you next year very easily. Like I said, that velocity is so rare and just uncommon that you could suddenly have that sitting in your lap for the winter and and not have to worry about picking up an extra reliever.
1: Are you worried about an outpitching all – I know that that's something in the makings and angels have actually done a really good job. Of it. Is an out
2: pitch for him. I was going to say, yeah, 100, 100, 105 100, miles per hour is pretty out. One hundred five gets me. outs.
3: You, yeah. Ch- Chapman only used up. one pitch most of time the time up. when he was elite. I think
2: that the more I talk to people, the slider is just a question. Um, I, it's usable. Everyone says it's a usable slider. Um, it's more a separation-based thing. He has to command it. He just doesn't have command of it. So it's finding that feel for the slider and finding that location for it. Away from that, yeah, there are people that grade it plus. There are people that grade it plus plus. I think that's more separation-based than anything um, because of the ugly swings that it gets. But realistically, having an average slider with 105, 105 uh, is an out pitch. and It doesn't have to be 105. 101 is an out pitch. 99 is an out pitch. So I'll take that fastball every single day. That's fair. That's fair. And Angels have done a really good job
1: of uh, going out there and producing that uh, secondary pitch, whether it's change up or slider or even a curveball. We've seen it with Detmers. We've seen it with a lot of guys coming up. So uh, I'm not worried about that by any means. Um, I just worry about, you know, having that second pitch. I know, I know 105 school and everything, but I think major league hitters can time that up eventually. You know, maybe not. I don't think any of us could, but maybe Taylor.
2: No, I mean, it's understandable. You want two pitches at minimum. Um, he does throw a change up. It's very rarely used. The raw product is a, it's a, I mean, 10 mile separation. Uh, so it works. There is separation there. It's about 91, 92 mile per hour change up. But um, yeah, you, you want a second pitch there no matter what. Um, but even if that second pitch is average, that's all you're really looking for. You want it to be above and you want it to be plus. You want it to be, 80-grade, right? Every pitch should be 80-grade, but to have one 80-grade pitch and a 50-grade pitch, it'll work in relief.
1: Yeah, Something that's 80-grade in the third round is pretty cool, too. Um, you don't see that too often. So, Nate, uh, you got anything you want to well, ask? Well, I was just
3: going to kind of go, go back with the Matt, with the uh, Ben Joyce thing. So, Angel fans are going to want to know when this guy's going to be in the big league roster. When's the earliest do you think we see him?
2: I even exactly. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we want
3: predict- We yeah, want a prediction exactly. the exact
2: date. Uh, if he signs tomorrow, he could be up on Thursday night. No, um, no, no, I mean – No, it- no,
3: people are going to take that seriously. I know they will. No, I mean,
2: realistically, I thought whoever took him could put him in the playoff push. Uh, I don't think the Angels are in contention this year. Um, if they believe they are and they do something, you know, magnificent going into September – yeah, I wouldn't be stunned. I mean, like I said, you have a, you know, one-on-one coming out of the bullpen is not something you just get. So it wouldn't be shocking to me. Um, but I think with the angels out of contention, I'm going to say sometime next year, um, you know, like I said, you, you have a reliever in the winter already locked in for you. So I think next year is a pretty good outcome. Um, you know, I, I think they're going to keep him in relief. I, they say that there is, they haven't closed the door on having him be a starter in, uh, in development, I don't think that's going to be a real outcome. They might do it, you know, very sparsely. Um, but, yeah, next year would not surprise me in the least bit.
3: Possibility to win a job out of spring?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm purely velocity. I mean, that's a special arm. You just don't get to pick that up anywhere. I like it. I do like it. Nate, you got anything else on the Neto standpoint or are we good to move no,
3: on? No, I think we're good on Neto and Joyce.
1: Sweet. We've Yeah. I, I, I like it. I like what the angels did there. Um, let's talk day two here real quick. Uh, started with Joyce, ended with uh, Kootenai, I believe is how you told me that it is pronounced. Um, what do you got on day two? Did you, how'd you like it? You know, did they went out and did some interesting things. Uh, what do you got? Favorite yeah, guy some, from day two.
2: Yeah, some upside guys. I think they're all relievers. Uh, Jake Madden is very interesting. The The overall package is very interesting. The frame is a starter kit. Um has to throw strikes very similar to Victor Medeiros, who's been on prospect radar for a long time, uh, Miami arm, the, the transferred to Oklahoma state. That's very interesting. The stuff is fantastic, but uh, hasn't been able to throw strikes. So realistically just development arms to me that, that are probably relief profile in the long run and the bats. I, power is another thing that just doesn't come along all the time. Um, and this kind of power that they got between a uh, Dylan Phillips, interesting two way guy. Uh, I, I, I don't know how he's going to fare on the mound. I don't know if that's going to be really uh, much of more than development interest. Um, the angels do believe he is a prospect on the mound though. Um, but the bat is interesting. Uh, Joe Stewart, senior sign, Matt Kootenay, senior sign. Um, Sonny Chara, uh, really like him. I, part of the big boy club, Um, you know, he's going to get unfair comparisons to Billy Butler, Dan Vogelbach, people like that. But I think that's an outcome that you're hoping for is he can be one of those guys, a a big non-athletic slugger who fits into a DH first base question mark kind of role. Um, Really like him, really feel like he can hit, he can hit for power. Just what's his role going to be? And and when is Shohei not going to be the DH? When is, you know, there's a lot of questions there. But uh, yeah, I, I, interesting. I think it's just a way to put it. Is there's a lot of tools in there that are definitely major league tools that that just have to kind of come into refinement and development. Um, Desharn is probably the guy that I like the most out of that. But there's nothing wrong with Jake Madden. I think there's a a pretty power, pretty special power arm in there as well.
1: Absolutely, uh, Madden maybe a starter.
2: Chance, yeah, um, he's athletic. That arm is really loose. Um, I would put it, you know, it's it's more than a non-zero chance. There is a chance, and he's going to be a starter in development. Um, he might be one of the tougher signs, in all honesty. I'm sure they're going to sign him. Anyone that goes day one or day two, uh, 99% chance they're going to sign. Um, yeah, chance of being a starter. Uh, definitely has that starter kit profile. He's going to get stronger. There's room to fill out um, the stuff. He's got, you know, three legitimate pitches, so that helps. Um, it's just, uh, can he throw strikes? That's a big one for me. And the Angels have done well with uh, having guys do throw strikes. Um, so, yeah, he's an interesting one. Um, a little less, uh, little less feel that Victor Madero's could be a starter. And, and I think um, Fansalker, Roman Fansalker, I, I, I might even be butchering it now. I, I'm trying hard, but uh, definitely a relief guy for me. I, I don't see any, starter, uh, any real starter side to him. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, and we brought up Sonny Dichara. Um, All I heard there was Shohei Otani's replacement. We're going to
2: not open that camera. Uh, Way to
3: go, Taylor. Yeah, you, yeah. You let him talk. <laughs> Way to
1: go. Where does
2: all this speculation start? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: I'm kidding. He's uh, not. Am I, though? Uh, let's go. Let's move to day three. Really like what they did on day three as well um, on my front. I don't know if you agree with me. Started with Caden uh, Dana, ended with Brennan Tinsman. Let's talk a little bit about day three. Was there somebody in particular you like there?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, I have a horrendous obsession with Puerto Rican players, especially infielders. So uh, saving Caballos uh, infielder, tra- uh, move to behind the backstop. Um, just bad obsession with Puerto Rican baseball players. I loved William Rivera when he was in the organization too, when he was drafted. So uh, that's just, you know, me, I'm, I'm going to automatically draw myself to him, but A kid with a plus-plus arm. Um, I think he's athletic enough to move around. I think he could be a third-base catcher. Short up, I would question, maybe, but, you know, center fielder. I mean, the guy has the athleticism to kind of be a super versatile catcher who has some physical strength. Uh, I don't know how the bat's going to play all in all. I don't know if he'll hit enough, but um, really an interesting guy to me um obviously Caden dana um you know high school arm out of new jersey really exciting two-pitch mix obviously has a starter kit frame starter arm i mean that arm action is really easy to fall in love with i think there's a lot to like there um he's gonna get noah Syndergaard comparisons which i think are totally unfair i mean to compare someone to that caliber is uh to compare an 18 year old to get that caliber is, is a little rough um but that's the kind of arm that you're looking at. You know, you're hoping that you can get something along those lines that can be a mid-rotation kind of arm in the in the distant future. Um, Bryce Osmond, probably a tough sign, but another guy that has really electric stuff that's interesting. Um, more so than anything, just, you know, it's a stuff-based kind of day three. Um, the tools are there. Luke Franzoni, uh, Brennan Tinsman, power guys that are very interesting. Um, Tucker Flint, another interesting guy that – Um, I think that he was the one kind of outlier when it came to the position players. I think he's an athletic guy who, uh, could be up the middle kind of thing outside of, you know, Zach Nato is interesting. So, um, Jared Southerd, uh, redraft from 2019, 20th round pick in 19. Now he's back with the, uh, has a chance to be back with the angels here and, and, uh, interesting arms, um. You know, day three, a lot of tools that are that are interesting. I always say, you know, if you're going to take someone, take someone that has major league tools. um, And I think that these guys, all these guys that they took, I think they all have a major league tool at minimum, which is really all you're asking for. And, uh, you know, are they major leaguers? That's up in the air. But I think there's some interest there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and, you know, all together, this draft was a little bit different than last year. Obviously, they went 20 of 20 pitching. Um, Angels also brought in a new scouting director this year as well, which is super interesting. Do you think that had any play in what they did? I felt like it was a similar draft, but at the same time, they went a lot higher upside, but they also went safe on the on the hitting side of things. So
2: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Matt Swanson, I, I love Matt Swanee. He's one of the nicest guys in the business. I think he's going to have a lot of success wherever he goes. Came from the Cardinals, had a lot of very talented guys when he was with the Cardinals. Same with the Angels here. We're seeing a lot of what's going on with the Angels with, with Matt Swanson's decision-making in there athleticism is a big thing. Um, you know, I think when you're talking about the risk situation, I think the difference with with Matt Swanson and uh, Tim McElveen is you look at age relevance, things like this. A little bit of the model is, is a little different to me. I think the up the middle profile, a guy that you rely on being an up the middle athlete or a pitcher that does throw strikes kind of thing a little bit safer. I think that was more Matt Swanson's direction. Um, And I think with this, I think there was an analytical approach to the draft for the Angels this year. We saw a lot of the position players be among the the leaders in OPS, Woba on base, uh, home runs, a lot of power numbers. Uh, They wanted to add power. So I think that, you know, there are differences, but nothing that dramatically alters the the course of the Angels. I think – you know, I think they're addressing things. I think a lot of this is actually Perry Manassian, even though it's two different scouting directors, I think Perry Manassian has a lot of say in there. Um, last year they needed pitching depth in the organization. They sure got it. This year they needed power in the organization. They sure got it. So I think it's it's more of an organization philosophy than it is any set guy that's in the draft room. Um, and I think that maybe this year, maybe a little bit more analytical, maybe a little bit more of a throwback to where Billy Epler was, was with Matt Swanson. Um, and, uh, when it came to the pitchers though, a lot of these guys, high RAs, the numbers didn't really sit there. It's, it's more of a stuff based and we know that Perry loves stuff. Plus one of his biggest drawing traits is stuff. Plus, uh, and a lot of these kids have that kind of caliber stuff. So, um, more than anything, I don't know if I would say a drastic change between Tim McElvain and Matt Swanson, I would say it's, it seems very Perry based, uh, through the draft. Absolutely. Nate, you got anything?
3: I was just going to say, uh, we, we brought up yesterday that the Boston College kid, Max Geach, eh, I might have butchered the name, could be a tough sign. What do you think on that? Um, Sophomore kid, you know, Boston College is going to want him back, trying to get maybe one more year, maybe get him higher in the draft. What do you think?
2: If I'm remembering right, I think he might actually have a different commitment to Boston College. I think he might be heading somewhere else. Um, sorry, I had someone at the window. Um uh grad transfer guy i think he might be yeah, off the top of my mind he might be um i think the toughest sign is gonna be bryce osmond uh realistically um i think he's a guy that could go next year and make some big money in the third fourth round maybe even higher um so you know i, I was just talking to someone about this obviously Caden dana is going to be your big uh, bonus figure on the third day and a lot of your surplus funds from your savings from you know day one and day two are going to go to him but I think whatever if I were a betting man I would say Bryce Osmond would be the last to sign if he does sign and it's going to be what that five percent uh overage is going to allow them to kind of get with him
1: yeah kind of reminds me I've been saying it I love Osmond by the way um kind of reminds me of the Braden Olthoff uh pick last year I was worried about signing Olthoff Uh, at the same time Olthoff had a really good year where I think that uh Osman again could definitely go higher next year if he if he goes back to home Oklahoma State. So uh Nate, you got anything else before we uh, let Taylor go?
3: No, I think this was really, really good. Taylor, thank you for coming on. Uh thank you for helping us out again. Um just yeah, thank you again.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, guys. It was a, it's a pleasure. The draft is always fun and uh maybe Jared will stop texting me now. Oh I Jared <laughs> no. guy. Uh now but um always bothering people always a pleasure so i gotta say nate green did mess me up on something though i did not expect mikey Mm. romero to go in the first round i i
3: I was kind of shocked that mikey went um right before the yankees i thought that was gonna i'm sure the yankees uh scouting director was a little upset with that
2: one no i think the yankees are pretty happy with where they went with spencer jones i think he was their target most of the time but still uh i know that the yankees did like mikey um just very surprised he went, <laughs> went in the first round there.
3: I kind of like the Nick York pick from two years ago, right? A little bit,
2: a little bit. Um, you know, the Nick York pick was obviously really surprising, but it just shows how much smarter, uh, the industry, you know, the the baseball executives and scouts are than, than the industry. Uh, Nick York, fantastic baseball player who projected second, third round and went in the first round, I think at like 17 or 18, he was a team pick and, uh, he's proven why. So, you know, I. Uh, I think that's just part of the proof of why the people that work in the baseball uh, industry are that much better than, than most of us.
1: Well, they don't listen to our podcast. Come on. Taylor, um, <laughs> hey, tell everybody again, where they can follow you, where they can see, find your work and all that fun stuff.
2: Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Taylor Blake Ward. You can find uh, my book on Amazon among other outlets. That's in search of millionaires, life of a baseball gypsy. And uh, find my work homeplayview.com and, and a little bit of draft content over at angels win.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. And guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Again, you can subscribe wherever you are listening or watching. You can follow us on all of our social medias Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate green 34 And guys, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day.